Well, I don't use traditional masculinity because that implies that there are other kinds. When I talk about masculinity, I'm talking about like basic things that are kind of hardwired into men across mm. cultures. Okay, well, you could say that uh, in Scotland, they wear skirts. Yeah. But they're not trying to be women. That's, that's their warrior uniform. They're doing the same thing. Obviously, there are huge cross-cultural differences between groups of men. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the features of masculinity is that we're tribal. And so we'll separate ourselves and distinguish ourselves by doing something different. But if you look at it the wrong way, you can focus on those little cultural details and get kind of derailed. My name is Johnny Elsasser, and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons, and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey everyone, today's guest is Jack Donovan. For those of you who don't know him, he has written some foundational men's books like The Way of Men, Becoming a Barbarian, A More Complete Beast, and his newest one, Fire in the Dark, all of which are amazing, amazing pieces of literature that help men really find that power within them and to exemplify what it means to be a strong man in today's society. I had an amazing time with Jack. He's obviously well-spoken and understands the men's field very, very deeply with his very informational books that he's done a lot of research to cultivate everything that he brings forward. And I loved this in-depth intellectual conversation that he and I were able to have on the show today. So in all honesty, probably one of my most favorite episodes because Jack is so well-versed in this conversation of masculinity. And I really hope that you guys take some notes from this episode as there's a lot to pull out of it. On top of that, you guys, if you have not found Jack or know who he is, make sure that you guys follow up this episode with going to his website, jackdonovan.com and checking out some of his books that he has out there. Obviously very powerful. So with that, please enjoy this episode, guys. I had a lot of fun having a talk with Jack and just kind of bringing forward a lot of inspirational wisdom and information that he has in his head. So enjoy it, guys. And as always, I'll see y'all around the corner. Hey, everyone. Want to take a quick second here and let you know about my new book, Design the Man Within. It is all about getting the everyday man the tools he needs to start becoming a better version of himself, but also becoming a man who loves himself and impacts the people around him positively. Go ahead to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. I am very proud of this book, and it was the book I needed years ago when I started my journey. And so I hope that it can be that door-opening book for every man out there to start his own personal journey with tools and tips that I've used to help grow through some of the darkest times in my life to become somebody who looks at the man in the mirror and loves who he sees. So make sure you head over to designthemanwithin.com and get your copy today. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. Today, we got Jack Donovan on. And Jack, I've become a little... You and I were just chatting a little bit. I've become familiar with your work more recently, but you've been in the game quite a while. Um, you got a lot of stuff out there. And as I'm playing catch up, 
uh, I've, I've really come to love a lot of the way that you write. I've come to love the content that you put out. I love the challenge you're putting out to men today. So I can't wait to dive into this episode with you and just want to say what's up and how's it going today, brother? Going great. Guy, it's a good day. Yeah. Awesome. Always a good day when you're on this side of the dirt, I think. Right. For sure. <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, I want to dive a little bit into your background because one of the things that like I, I find interesting is that especially someone like you, uh, I know a little bit about what you've spoken about where you kind of were into art and there was more of like, even this feminist, uh, in mindset, I would say that you grew up with is what you kind of have said before. And I'd love to dive into a little bit of that. And then what brought you into kind of where you've gotten in really in deep in the masculinity, trying to help men be better and also integrating it with the really ancestral styles that we have seen around the world. So uh, let's start there, bro. Like what, what really started you and got you down on this path? Well, yeah, I would, I would say that, you know, when I was younger, I was probably rebelling in the other direction. You know, I thought I was a feminist and whatever. And, uh, you know, I was going to art school and had all the stereotypes that you would expect to go with that. And uh, then I think, you know, as I, Unfortunately, you know, I wasn't a trust fund baby and I didn't just go into the art world, you know, so I actually had to work at real jobs. So, you know, lived through my 20s and throughout that, you know, saw, you know, more of real life. I've probably worked 37 jobs, like just random jobs doing random things. Uh, everything from like being an office worker to delivering exercise equipment and things like that. So I've been all over the place. And so I just saw a lot of things. And then when I got to be around 30, you know, everybody has that like 30 like, oh, oh, what have I done with my life? It's I'm 30 uh, kind of crisis. And then I started to look at things and like what I, you know, did right and did wrong. And, um, you know, I really started to look at masculinity a little bit differently. You know, all the things that I had kind of accepted as, you know, the, the narrative that they give you about masculinity, that's all bad and whatever, and it's outdated and all this kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I started to look at that again. And I had a different perspective because I had been surrounded by that mentality. And whereas like a lot of guys, they'll be, you know, grow up in the country or go in the military or something like that. And they're like, have never heard that kind of stuff until very recently. Yeah. And uh, I was hearing that in the nineties, you know? Mm. So, uh, you know, I, 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 and so I had kind of a special frame. And so I saw what was happening with masculinity and, and personally my, myself, I looked at it and I'm like, well, I, I missed some things. I'm um, like, this actually isn't all bad. And uh, there are a lot of positives here and I'm missing something in a, a, a pair of friends of mine recently who get guys who are in my group, the order of fire, uh, Paul and, uh, Frederick in, in Sweden, uh, they put together out this song that I put on my profile on Instagram and, and it's got into the light and it's mm -hmm. really about heroic masculinity and kind mm -hmm. of looking back at these epics of history and all these things that great things that men have done. And I saw that myself, uh, you know, all those years ago, and I was like, this is something beautiful that's dying. Mm -hmm. and in the yeah. world. And so, and so I kind of, that, that became kind of my mission to start speaking positively about it. And then, uh, I, yeah, my first writing about it, someone said, you know, uh, you're not really defining masculinity very well. And, uh, and I was like, well, then yeah, I looked around and no one else did either, you know, like no yeah. one else did a really good job of it either. And so like, I kind of made that my project. Yeah, and so yeah. I looked at a lot, a lot of evolutionary psychology and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I came out with the way of men and that's, it was one of those things like back in 2012, when it came out, there weren't, you know, you didn't have the Jockos and the uh, Jordan Petersons and all these guys that, uh, that we have right now. This, this masculinity space didn't exist. It was like pickup artists and church guys. 
you know, I mean, that's, that's like all you really have. So true. So true. Yeah. And so like, and you know, like all the guys that were in the military, you know, out of the military now and kind of involved in this space. Now, all those guys were still like in Afghanistan or whatever at that time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I was saying this kind of out of the blue, some things that are, I think pretty obvious, but no one else was saying them. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, that, that kind of hit right. And it's kind of been a foundational book for a lot of people for a lot of years. Yeah, I have to say I, I dove into it and I'm not all the way through, but what I've read, I, I really love what you're putting out there for guys. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like there are some things that I talk about that people would be like, well, you and Jack don't agree. And it's like, well, no, we kind of do, but there are some different approaches and ways that we get there. And so for me, I look at it and I'm like, that you're one of the guys out there so far that I'm looking at like, oh, he's actually doing masculinity a great service right now, where I see some other guys who are who are putting guys in kind of a path of masculinity that has led to this. Um, I hate using the word toxic associated with it, but more of this negative style, I guess, of what I right. would say. And and so anyways, I, I looked at the, the way I met and I was like, let me dive into this. And I really want to focus on that for a second, because that was kind of your entry level thing into the world, right? Like this is what really kind of, this is what birthed Jack Donovan to the masculine space. And, um, but you, you're, re- you're really big on etymology, which I fucking love. Yeah. And I really respect highly. Why is that so important to you when you integrate your books and your teachings around your books? What is it about that that gives you like pleasure and like letting guys know that? Well, you know, you know, like your English teacher always taught you, like, mean what you say, like, say exactly what you mean, you know, and instead of, you know, like looking, look for the right word. And a lot of people just like to make up their own definitions of what word words mean. And, uh, Very true. Especially and that's today. also a tactic. You know, I have a lot of people use that in a pro- as a propaganda tool. Like we're going to yeah. change the meaning of this word for you. And then that changes the world because that really like our world, the way men organize our world is by words. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, you know, we, by, we when we say this is a microphone, nothing else can be a microphone. And it's just this. And then we have to agree on that or we have a problem. Like we don't, we aren't in the same reality anymore, you know? So if you change it, you have to be really careful about what words mean. And, and so I think that's really important because people are like, you know, with something like masculinity, especially guys had a really hard time defining it because they would be like, well, I know it when I see it or like, they'd have this visceral response, which is correct because we're animals and we, we, we kind of judge each other on this level that we can't quite articulate, but you know, if you can't articulate it, someone else will. And that's yeah. why I thought it was so important to talk about what masculinity is, what it isn't. And, and, and that doesn't mean that's all of it, but right. like, what's the, you know, like that's a whole masculine life, but like, let's look at the, the little pieces of it and make sure that we're all talking on the same terms because I saw this coming, you know, a long time ago, but we are living in a world right now where people are like, well, what even is a man who's to say? <laughs> And, uh, and, and that was, I read a lot of the literature. I mean, they, they yeah. were doing that, uh, in the nineties and the two thousands and so forth. There was a book called masculinities, yeah. uh, like masculinities, uh, like and Connell. there's so many different, ma- yeah, yeah. So many different masculinities. Right. And, uh, the, the, the thesis of that is basically that you can't define masculinity so it can be whatever you want it to be. And therefore it's anything. And yeah. then, and that also means it can't, it, it can be everything, but then nothing at the same time, you know? Right. So then, you know, that puts us in a really awkward situation that I think a lot of people are actually seeing now, like, well, if we can't define it, then everybody else gets to make it up for us. So that it becomes a tricky, tricky thing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And I agree with you. I've read masculinities as well. I've done, I've dove a lot into the sociological side of masculinity. Um, I left a lot of the ancestral stuff out, which I love, but I haven't really included it as much into what my teachings have been. But with the sociological side, you're absolutely correct. It's like, well, yes, I get it. The definitions can be ambiguous if we look at, you know, Merriam uh, Webster's definition of masculinity. And yes, there is a range of masculinities, but it can't just be anything. Right. And right. it can't be everything and nothing all at the same time. That doesn't make sense. Or else are we going to paint femininity the same way? Right. Right. Well, that was the big project. That was the hard thing. And a really good friend of mine, when I was writing The Way of Men, he's a very analytical thinker. Mm. And so he, he's a he's a like world class book nerd. He actually like appraises books for a living. And uh, he, he was like, well, if it is this, then it can't be this. And we sat and did logic problems basically with masculinity. Is it always this or never this? What is it always? But, you know, and, and things like that. And that's kind of how I came up with my theory of what masculinity is. And, you know, and a lot of people get like to misunderstand that and read it too quickly uh, because, you know, I make a point about, you know, being kind of an amoral thing, like masculinity Mm -hmm. can be good or bad. It, you know, it's kind of like a gun. You can be used for anything. Uh, But, that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be bad. You know, that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be a bad guy. It yeah. just means that like, let's talk about this thing. And it also the problem, you know, one of the logic problems is, well, you know, if it really doesn't have anything to do specifically with masculinity, then it's just part of being human. Mm. You know, but if it's something yeah. that like, no one cares if women do it, but people care if men do it, then it's like, then that's a masculinity thing. You know, it's, it's, yeah. in the, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it, like strength is one of the things. Like it, women can be very strong. Good women mm-hmm. can be very strong. They and uh, but they don't have to be. They, you know, like they they don't have to. Like people value them for other things. But yeah. uh, men, if you're weak, they men people are like, what's up with you, dude? What's your problem? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's yeah, it's true. You know, yeah. so it's just finding those little details and like what's the logic problem involved in it. You know, yeah, I think there's uh, especially with strength. That's a great one you bring up because I think there is. I think it's so. This is where I I think a really cool conversation can happen between between you and I. Because traditional masculinity, this was something I posted on recently, and people wanted us. People wanted me and you to fight. Apparently, fight this thing out. So, (laughs) Uh, but no, I I looked at this and I and I said, okay, well, you know, traditional masculinity. If we're going to give a term traditional masculinity, it's got to have a definition of certain traits, right? And so I I would love to dive into that with you, like. Do you have an idea of what that looks like? Because you've done a lot of research in this field. So I'm open to this conversation. Yeah. I think it's it's great for us to have it. Well, I don't use traditional masculinity because that implies that there are other kinds. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, because that, that opens up the way they started using traditional masculinity. Again, that comes from the far left. And that, that comes from the masculinities. That's yes. traditional masculinity. That's just one kind of masculinity. And you know, a woman has a different kind of And I'm like, wait, 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 no. Uh, you know, it, it goes a different way. And so it, when I talk about masculinity, I'm talking about like basic things that are kind of hardwired into men across mm. cultures. You know, there's so many, there are, and that was one of the things that's right about that book is that, and many people who have said the same things before that, obviously there are huge cross-cultural differences between groups of men. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the features of masculinity is that we're tribal and we want to self-determine. So we will actually differentiate ourselves. We will do what our, our tribe we do this different thing. We, you don't do it. And so we'll separate ourselves and distinguish ourselves by doing something different. So it's like you can have, but if you look at it the wrong way, 
you, if you look at the one way, you see men doing the same thing, but with different like costumes and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, well you could say that uh, in Scotland, they wear skirts, yeah. but they're not trying to be women, the women that's, that's their warrior uniform. <laughs> they're doing the same thing, you know, like it's, it's not. And so it's like, you can, you can focus on those little cultural details and get kind of derailed. But, you know, like I always say with, with strength, it's one of those things like at what mainstream culture in the world you know because you always have priests and like monks and things like that but they're they're outside the mainstream always um Um, you know what mainstream culture have you said like you know that that guy who's the weakest guy in the room he is the most masculine guy you know or or that you know like that's just nowhere 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 in all all of history strength is just universally kind of associated with masculinity and the same thing with courage like courage is you know that that coward over there, he is the most masculine man I know. No one says that. No, I don't care if you're the guy what continent of the earth, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just not associated. Whereas, like, you know, women can be very courageous, but they're not like, well, you're not a woman if you're not courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those defining features. And so, you know, and that's why it's very simple. You know, it's like when my idea where I got all this from is like, well, what have men needed to do everywhere? Like right. for most of our evolutionary history, we've all had the mm-hmm. same job. You know, like basically like, oh, we have to do what the military does, like go into a place, set up a perimeter, set up a safe space, guard it and depend on these bunch of guys. And that's why I like a lot of special forces guys like really like my books because they're like, yep, that's exactly what we do. And and, uh, so you go into that place and do that thing. And our, I think, baseline assessment of what masculinity is as a species comes from that job that we've always had to do. Hmm. Now, is that all of masculinity? I mean, is, is that only the only thing that men can ever do? No, man, I went to art school. Like I'm a writer. I'm like, I'm not even good at that job. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, like uh, and that's one of the things that I think distinguishes the way of men from, I think a lot of other books is that it wasn't like, Hey, be more like me. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, Hey guys, I'm the most masculine guy and you should actually be exactly like me. I'm your hero. Yeah. I was like, well, what is this thing that we're talking about is all the book was about and not, not like be like me. Uh, so, you know, it's like, yeah, I can acknowledge what masculinity is. And then you see all these guys on a spectrum. I, my old friend, uh, Greg Hamilton used to do uh, war reenactment groups and so forth. And he was, uh, he was a soldier before that. And, uh, he, he took him for every, cause he was kind of, you know, one of the pipe hitter kind of guys. And it took him forever to realize that there were some dudes who just wanted to be a cook. Mm-hmm. They wanted yeah. to be on the team, but they wanted to be the cook. And I always yeah. thought that was a really great realization. It took him forever because he thought that everyone wanted to be him. Everyone wanted to be the like badass guy, but some guys just want to be on the team and be the cook. And, yeah. uh, and that's part of the whole spectrum of what we're doing. But you know, the core of what masculinity still stays the same. So, mm. but there, there's this whole range of expression within it, but like, you know, th- that baseline is still there. Yeah. So, so in uh, fire in the dark, you talk, you talk about this and I loved how you put it in there. And that's where I'm like, okay, this is, this is really a cool. Cause you're talking about how civilization, especially when the Romans kind of created that civilization, it really took masculinity in that more expanded direction. Cause they didn't have to just survive anymore. Right. Yeah. And so it kind of, it, so, but your, your um, underlying premise is that the core still remains the same. While the, the complexity on top of masculinity may have been overlaid, the yeah. cores are still there in, in transfer from generations, right? Yeah. If we, when we have more civilization, you know, like at first, yeah, I, I always like this. There's a quote from Han from End of the Dragon, like, you know, like think of all the things that have perished because they didn't have the strength to survive. 
you know, yeah. like all the beautiful things in the way. And it's true. You know, th- th- civilizations rise and fall. And if they weren't defended properly, they go away. Sure. And, uh, and they're just ruins or they get wiped off the face of the earth completely. Uh, but, you know, as a civilization, if they have that perimeter handled, you know, like say Rome or like, you know, any other America, any of the, if they have the perimeter, well, for, for not really right now, but <laughs> if they have the perimeter, it's theoretically handled. Yeah. Um, if that job's handled, then men can afford to specialize within mm-hmm. it and do all these other jobs. And you can have, you know, butchers and bakers and cobblers and all these other things that you would need to have a nice society, you know, like yeah, yeah. And to be philosophers because, you know, no one has the time to philosophize if you can't survive, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, there's, they, men create the, the space for us to do that stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to, we have that outer ring and then, you know, once that's established, then we can do all those other things and then we can specialize and, and explore all the other parts of being men. Cause I always, people always say that like men aren't creative and I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, like, uh, it, like men literally built almost everything beautiful in the world up until like, very recently. Like, you know, yeah. like it's all every beautiful building, everything that men were like, I want to do that. You know, you know, yeah. and, and so there's such a range of what we can, we can do, uh, you know, once we've gotten that, that those important things handled, but I think men are also ex- especially aware of that reality of like, well, we don't trust other men necessarily because we know how we are. Yeah. <laughs> and we, very true. you know, and that's, you know, that's why I think, you know, sometimes we we're a little bit more suspicious when it comes to voting and all these other kind of things. We're like, uh, I don't really trust that guy. Yeah. And I think that he might be corrupt and he might you know, like do some things because uh, yeah. maybe I would be in that position. You don't know, you know? And so um, it, I think we're very aware of the tactical issues surrounding like keeping a society alive or keeping a family alive or all those things. Whereas, you know, I think women, not all, but you know, cause nothing's always, you know, the same, but uh, yeah, I think women are sometimes aren't as aware of like situational awareness and like security and things like that. You know, whereas men tend to be, think about that first, sometimes mm-hmm. at the expense of a lot of other things, yeah. uh, you know, there are a lot of guys who only think about warrior stuff no, and yeah. then, you know, like then they, you know, like they really have nothing else going on you know, in their lives. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem too. You know, like, so it, it, it's, I find a lot of those guys who actually do the word job, then come back and they need to like do mushrooms and do gardening or something like that. You know, <laughs> they need yeah. to like, chill out, you know, a hundred percent. I was that guy. I mean, I was in spec ops and then I did protection yeah. for years and I came back, I was judgmental. I was on alert all the fucking time. Like even now, like I, I do it a little more subdued, but I'm more consciously aware, like bro, kick the fuck back. Like you got to relax a little bit. Yeah. Like, and so my wife knows that. And that's been something that I've had to work on coming back from overseas, spending like a decade in and out of the Middle East. So like that was, that was a life that I knew very well. And you're right, yeah. man. It's, it's, to separate from that, there's got to be some modality we connect with that brings us back into that essence of like, and you put this again, really well in fire in the dark, you talk about how um, the striker, when he comes back, right. When he's done with the chaos has to kind of reside back into that peace and order. Right. And that's yeah. kind of what I felt like that really resonated with me when you talked about that. Yeah. And I, I talked about it too, in, in actually the way of men on it, we just revisited yeah. this in my group recently. Cause we, we go through a lot of these old books and uh, the oldest story in the world, uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, there's, mm. there, there's a part, and I just talked about this recently on a different podcast that there's a part where, you know, Gilgamesh, the whole story of it is he's, he's this awesome King who, you know, mm-hmm. slayed the, slayed their monster and the bull of heaven. And uh, then he, then he, his friend dies and uh, he's like, I'm going to die. That's not cool. And then he like goes on this, like, <laughs> quest to find eternal life 
And, uh, you know, he's basically denied, like, they're like, that's not going to happen. The gods are like, no, no, you don't get to do that. But, uh, he meets this woman who makes wine and, uh, she sits down and has a talk with him and she's like, you know, yes, you're going to die. And yes, you've been concerned with all these other things, but, uh, you know, take time to enjoy the baby in your arms and, and a mm-hmm. nice glass of wine and, the, and, the, and, uh, all the nice things that go with all the things that you can enjoy about being alive. And, and she's like, this is, this too is the lot of men. And, uh, and so I think that that's a lot, what a lot of those guys need to like, oh, I get to do this too. You know, I get to have this and the, these other parts of life that are actually beautiful and, 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 and good. And that's part of what being a man has always been about as well, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I want to take us down a little bit longer down that traditional, uh, mm-hmm. what, what was con- called traditional, right? Like, this is why I wanted to blast that. Cause I don't like that term Sure. And for similar reasons. Like you don't like that term, yeah. um, but also because the fact that that was, it was never, it was, it was more slang than it was ever a defined thing. And so for me, I was like, guys, if you keep doing that, you're pigeonholing yourself on things that aren't really true. That yeah. Which traditional. Right. Yeah. Which exactly. Like what tradition, like it's subjective, right? Like you can pick any tradition and then that's true. That was my point to that whole reel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was like, guys, like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. But with that line. So, so I love where you're going with this though. So you, you talk about in the way of men, you talk about how you have the four characteristics of men. And so I think that's what you're alluding to is kind of what carries forward from as far as the um, the cores that men have, even if we build complexity on top of masculinity, yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. The the things that you need from this gang of men. It, it, I think my main con- contribution to this field is what I call the gang theory of masculinity, which is yeah. basically that this idea that men actually select each other in the way that we select mm-hmm. a football team. Uh, you know, we we we're like hey, we we police each other a little bit, and because we need to be able to trust each other in a in extreme scenarios. So we, you know, a lot of what we consider masculinity is what these men needed from each other throughout history in this survival scenario in when they're hunting and fighting and doing all these things that are dangerous. And so I think we've always selected each other for this. And, and what I, I've kind of broken those down into some categories and they, they're slightly arbitrary perhaps, but uh, the strength, courage, mastery, and honor are the four yeah. tactical virtues that I think that men instinctively look at like we, we we check each other out for that even if we aren't articulating that uh you know it, what what kind of presence does that guy have is he going to be you know d- does does he look like i can push him down you know is, is he does he have like a physical presence is you know it, what kind of am i scared of him you know you, you go through the grocery store like don't want to fight that guy <laughs> i got him i don't want to fight that guy <laughs> you know and uh and you could be wrong but like you kind of have yeah. a, you kind of mentally do that math because it's part of what we are and, uh, and then courage, same thing is that, you know, there are a lot of people that are very mouthy in real life because they haven't ever had to have a problem. You know, they haven't, yeah. <laughs> they can just call the manager, face. you know, like that's, yeah. uh, you know, you have their Karens that can be mouthy and that's one thing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, if you, you're a man, sometimes you do think about like, well, is this going to end with me getting punched in the face? And so, you know, have to dial that back a little bit. Um, but you know, we kind of see, you know, is that a threat? You know, is that someone who's going to be you know, courageous enough to 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 n- not allow that? Uh, you know, is this person going to be? A f- is this person obviously afraid? Can I just walk all over this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all we see that, and I think that that's part of what we're doing in this primitive math that we're kind of figuring out. And uh, then I talk about mastery because you know, men men really appreciate competence in all things in, mm-hmm. in each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's we're not allowed to kind of shrug our sh- shoulders and be cute. You know, we, yeah. we can't just shrug our shoulders and be like, hey. <laughs> you know, like men kind of expect, well, 
do you know what you're talking about or not? You know, like, yeah. are you, are you able to do things or not? And, uh, you know, we all have things that we're like, you know, no, no, I, I'm not good at that. But, uh, you know, we do, do, you know, appreciate that virtuosity in, in men, mm -hmm. especially. Um, and then honor is, I think that, you know, we judge each other by, you know, honor is a tricky thing because it's a very complicated definition with, uh, society as it evolved and became more complicated, especially when Christianity got involved in it, whatever it becomes, it came, yeah. the, it became different than tribal honor. It became like your relationship with God. And so that becomes mm -hmm. separate. Uh, but before, you know, your, your basic honor is really your reputation within a group of men mm -hmm. and like how they judge you. And you need that if you're in a tribal situation, if you're in, in, you know, this, this survival, they need to know that they, that you're going to feel bad if something goes wrong. <laughs> they need to know that you're going to like, you know, I always say that honor when honor is invoked, it usually means you're about to do something you didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it, like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't go to that duel cause it's going to be fun. You know? yeah, you're like, I'm totally <laughs> going to dig this. Right yeah, now. You're like, Oh shit. Like I have to do this or everyone's, Oh, these guys, I'm going to, these guys are going to think I let them down. These guys yeah. are going to think I'm a, I'm a coward. I'm a piece of shit. You know, like they, these guys are going to think less of me. Yeah. Um, and that's what honor really is at the, at the core is like, do, are these, do I care about these guys opinion of me? And, uh, a guy who walks around and makes it clear that he doesn't care if you think that he's a, a man, um, that that's its own thing. You know, like that yeah. guys don't really trust that guy. You know, like, uh, that's why I think a lot of guys, when you talk about like extreme effeminacy, um, yeah, which is different from a lot of it, we could break that down into all kinds of controversial stuff, but, uh, extreme effeminacy when you, is kind of like, you know, the guy who's like flouncing around and like kind of making a big show of saying, I don't care if you think I'm a man. Yeah. And, and guys are kind of viscerally disgusted by that a lot of time because I think because they perceive them as you're a part of our group and you're making our group look weak, you know, this kind of like, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> Hear me. You know, like, you know it's, and, uh, and not that, and it's like, you know, live your life. Most guys I think are very much like live your life, do whatever you're going to do. Who cares? But, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I wish you wouldn't do that near me. <laughs> like, well, I, I think it makes it's us uncomfortable a little bit, a lot of times. Well, cause you, I think it's, it goes to your, your kind of core principles. If we agree that those translate like from our ancestors all the way to us now. Right. Mm -hmm. If those were our core principles, we look at that bro. And we're like, Bro, I'm going to have to defend you if something happens right now. Like you have no value to me if shit hits the fan at this point. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I think it, cause it violates that, right? You're like, it violates that, that almost uh, unwritten code of, of what we are talking about here with gangs and tribes. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, bro, God damn it. Now I have to fucking do something for you because you're not going to do something for me or for anybody else around you. So, yeah. And you're, yeah, you're making, you're making yourself a burden and that's yeah. men expect each other to carry their own weight. Yeah. And, uh, and men, and one thing I don't think a lot of women and a lot of really feminine men really get about most men, they will give you a lot of space. If you try, like, I think most men will be like, if you're trying as hard as you can, and you're just not getting there. Uh, most men will be like, cool. Uh, they're like they'll, they'll, they'll help you out. Uh, yeah. but if you're just like, I don't care, do it for me that'll make men mad. You know, <laughs> like that's a different, that's a different thing. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like I will give you a lot of latitude if you try. And, and a lot of my brothers that I, I spent time overseas with and everything, they're pretty patient dudes, especially if you're trying, like they're be cool with it. And then they'll, they'll step in and help. But it's like, if you just, Hey bro, can you come do it for me? They're like, Hmm. 
nope, that's not what I'm going to do right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a whole different thing. Oh man. So good. So I, I, I love this because, um, you know, you also talked about something, I, a few things really stuck out to me and I loved, I loved them. You said manliness became uh, metaphorical when you were talking about how like we started to expand society. So it kind of leads into what we were just talking or leans out from what we were just talking about. And how do you see today with men? We've, we've kind of made masculinity on the backs of, of the perimeter, the strength men, right? We've made society this metaphorical term of masculinity where it's more like socially courageous now and mastering your desires and behaving ethically, right? As, as opposed to some of that of the protection. How do we see that translating today from your core principles? Well, I think, you know, like I said, I, the, the core principles don't go away. And I think that like once they start to go away, then you have, you run into a lot of problems. Um, you do, we get in a situation where everybody's so protected that, you know, they think they can just run their mouths all the time. Like, for instance, you know, like you just say what I, I can just call you whatever name I want and nothing is ever going to happen. You know, like that's, that's, there are a lot of people who walk around in that state of mind. Uh, And, you know, it creates a really ugly society, frankly. I mean, like it it creates a lot of people. I mean, that's what the internet is, right? Like I can say whatever I want to you because you can't get me because you're on the (laughs) other side of the internet. <laughs> you know, like yep. we all do it. I've I've done it. I, I maybe you know troll the county recorder every once in a while. Like, everybody has their thing, uh, but uh, we we all do it a little bit. But uh, uh, you know, I try to avoid attacking people for that reason. Like because I I try to make it as if as if we are what like an armed society is a polite society. As yeah. if as if that might happen. You know, if, yeah. as if the internet might get real. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, because sometimes it does. <laughs> you yeah, know, for sure, but, bro. Uh, uh, so, you know, I think it's better to conduct yourself that way, but, um, I think, you know, there was an argument a few years ago and I don't think it's as strong now that we'll never need these things again. You know, like the, we'll never need, you know, to know about strength, courage, mastery, and honor. All these things are like outdated and gone away. And now I feel like there's a very specific group of people that want it to go, go away, but it's to control us, you know, like yeah, that, because sure. That if we don't have those things, we are really easy to manipulate and we're very weak. You know, like they don't like men being in groups together for a reason. <laughs> you know, like that's because men in groups are a threat. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, they become tribal and they become a threat. And uh, so, it, you know, there was this kind of myth that was perpetuated, I would say, through the last decade that like, you know, that that was the old history and that never was going to happen again. And then you're seeing mm-hmm. the way the world's changing right now, and especially the past few years, like violence could very much come back, uh, you know, in the next five to 10 years, you know, like depending on where you live. I mean, think about like Ukraine, they were probably hearing that, uh, uh, viol- you know, you don't need to be men anymore. Don't be ridiculous. Now it's like, here's a gun, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that could happen here. It could happen in a lot of places around the world. And, and well, we saw it in Seattle during yeah. the whole pandemic is Seattle, Oregon, bunch oh, of yeah. places that, that this, this random group was trying to stand up and take, I mean, they took over six blocks in Seattle. And it's like, bro, that ain't happening when you got dudes holding strength and kind of those core principles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, uh, we live in a society, unfortunately with that kind of stuff where everybody's tied legally, 
right. like we, like you're more afraid of the law than we are with like the situation, you know, because the yeah. situation could have been handled very quickly. Uh, but uh, you know, like there's the legal repercussions of all this stuff, so everybody's being very careful about what they're doing. I mean, I had a friend that was, I think, on the other side of the riot police on up in Seattle, and uh, you know, and I'm, I moved from Portland. Uh, I was I was outside yeah, yeah. of Portland. Uh, you know, I lived in Oregon for years, and uh, I was like, I am no longer protected by the law here. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not good. Uh, you know, like self-defense is not real here. You know, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a really scary situation that uh, I think we're going to find ourselves in more and more over the next five or 10 years. So I almost feel like the steam of that argument, like you'll never have to be men again is dissipating. You know, it really seemed very realistic when everything, everyone was, there was so much prosperity and there were no problems in the world before like 2020, you know, it seemed like everything was like, you know, everybody's making tons of money and doing fantastic and whatever. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And uh, now it's, I, 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 you know, a lot of people are like, I don't believe you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, I think people are rekindling this interest in, in some of these things now. And you see a lot of men that are more concerned about masculinity than, than they would have been before. You know, they would have fallen into the same thing that I did like that. Oh, that's, that's, it's, that's traditional masculinity. That's the old kind, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, no, it's just, you may need it still like, <laughs> you know, depending on where you go, where you are in the world. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it was like one of those, uh, it's, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and he mentioned something about, um, you know, nowadays, like you could, you, you could get, you know, angry at a guy, stop your car, start yelling at him. You don't know if this dude knows freaking, you know, as a black belt and BJJ, cause it kind of takes, you know, where I think we are seeing some men to your point kind of start to lean into, Oh shit. Like this is real, which also makes it unpredictable of like, okay, shit, maybe I, thought I could take this guy, but I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> like this guy. Well, that, that's a joke with like jujitsu, right? Like you, yeah, the yeah. guy who wrapped you up in a little ball is like, you know, has like painted toenails or whatever. He's like, it's kind of a thing, you know? Like, yeah. 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 So yeah, you don't really always know. I mean, you still kind of know most of the time, but uh, sure. you know, it's, it, it is, it, it's a strange world. And yeah, I think more people are starting to realize that maybe you, yeah, you don't have the expectation that you can just get out of your car and go scream at somebody, yeah. you know, cause that might, he might present a gun. He might have a gun, you know, like yeah. that's that, you know, you have to be smarter than that. No, I mean, if he has a coexist sticker, he probably doesn't have a gun, but probably, <laughs> uh, I think that's probably safe. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Or it could be a cover. No, <laughs> <laughs> totally baiting you, bro. Totally. Baiting yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so one of the other things I loved, and I want to, I want to take us down. Um, so one of the things that's been presented to me a lot because of my background, people mm-hmm. have been like, Hey bro, are you going to create like a rites of passage for, for the younger generation and for men nowadays? And I was like, well, you know, I might be something I look at, but I know some guys that are kind of running some programs similar to that. But anyways, side, side note, that's side note. What you wrote in, um, um, in your book was that you talked about how kind of homogeny in those ancestral cultures was what helped them to create that like sustained understanding of what men were, which then fed into a rite of passage. Right. And, and if I, if I encapture that correctly, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I really loved that. And also I look at that and I say, well, fuck, how are we going to kind of bring this back 
Because I think that was a strong suit in these old cultures. And I wish we could bring that back today. But the way I see Western culture is that there's two forms of rites of passage, either your military or gang. Like those are the real two cultures of rites of passage. Now there's little like people trying to bring this back. And if you get involved with like the American Indian, the native American cultures or something, mm-hmm. something that like you do where kind of taps into old Norse, um, Norse programs, but really those are small. Like, how do we, do you see us in a way back to create something larger in the U S or in Western culture that can kind of bring guys back to rites of passage that bring really a lot of value to society? Well, I think it's going to happen in pockets because yeah, yeah, you totally got what I was saying. Right. I was, when people say initiations and I'm like, always like, well, into what, Uh, you know, like what are you (laughs) into what? Like, because that's, if you have a strong expectation about what a man is in society and everyone's going to enforce that. And that also happens in religious communities too. Like, I mean, like I just, I was in Utah for a couple of years and like, you know, that's there, there's a whole community around, you know, if you're a Mormon, there's a whole community around you. It's going to kind of keep an eye on you. And uh, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard Mormons say that it's kind of like living in Utah is kind of stifling and scary because it's like, everyone's watching you. You know, they have oh, this wow. sense that like everybody's around. And so, you know, there is that, there are communities like that, religious communities and things that do have, expectations. And if you're in that community, then you're held to a certain standards. Uh, but uh, I think a lot, what a lot of men do are doing right now is uh, in all these different groups, they're creating kind of fr- circles of friends, you know, circles of other men that they respect. And that's yeah. a really good development because that was not happening 10 years ago at all. But I think, uh, you know, with you know, like my friend, Ryan Mickler, I mean, he has his, his order of man and he, you know, he surrounds himself and his kids with a really high caliber of guys. And I see, you know, a lot of other guys, you know, Bedros, you, you, you talked about like a, a lot of these guys have their sons introduced to all these other guys who are of a certain caliber and have a certain expectation of the world. Uh, now, whether that kid could be like, you know, typical rebellious team be like, ah, I'm not going to do that and go the other way. You can't really control that, but yeah. you can try and give the best options and make the best options available. I mean, that's, that's why I tell, I get single mothers sometimes that tell me what, um, you know, like, uh, what should I do with my son? You know, that's a weird question to ask, but I'm like, you know, I always say like take him to jujitsu or something like that, because like he has to be around other men, other men who are trying to test him and be strong in a, in a supportive environment. It's hard to really find, but, uh, here's a room full of dudes who are all trying to get better at something from like, you know, 60 down to like 20. That's probably a good zone for that kid to be in, you know? And, uh, that's it because, you know, men, only men can do that. You know, and so it, that's something like that. But as far as a formal um, ritual, I mean, I, I was doing Norse paganism for a while, like Germanic paganism yeah. for a while. But I mean, I really, that's such a small pocket of time. And uh, it's like a lot of people like it. People are like watched Vikings or whatever, and they like it. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with it. I'm very familiar with it, but uh, it's a small pocket of time. And uh, that's why I wrote Fire in the Dark, because I was like, well, that's very limiting. And we know more than that. You know, like we might, let's, let's look at all of history and create rituals from that, that, that are new. Cause that's what our ancestors really did. They, they're like, well, what should we do? Well, let's figure it out. And then they did it. And then it became a tradition. And that's, you know, it's just men like us creating what they need to create. That's all these things are people make it like it, you know, make it like it's it has to come from some somewhere else, you know, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's men, men got in a group and like, we need a process to take this, from, to create this situation and, and to formalize it in a kind of spiritual, in a spiritual way. And, and so how can we do this? And so that's like, I just did that. I took my group out and, uh, and I built a fire and, 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 and 
did that in a way that I thought was best based on all my research and based on my experience doing that kind of thing. Uh, so you can create things like that. Uh, and, you know, we both know guys who have groups like that. And then if the group has an expectation of your behavior, as long as you're in that group, then that works. And then you might decide this is the wrong group for me and leave. And then you can't really control that. And then I don't know what that initiation is worth at that point, but you, you know, I mean, and I've done that. I've been initiated into things and be like, nope, uh, after a while, you know, but uh, you know, you, you learn from that and you learn, you know, no matter what you end up learning about yourself and like who you really want to be. So, uh, you know, initiations I think are important because men also want to experience some kind of ritual. And if you have, Men who are, you know, obviously there's church things. And if that's who you are, then you do that. But uh, if if you're not particularly into that side of life, you're not into Christianity or uh, one of the mainstream religions, then there are a lot of guys just want, they want that part of life. They just don't want all the stuff that's attached to those churches, but they want something like that. And so they want to formalize it in that way. And uh, it's just, again, very primal. It's very human nature. Like, and I always laugh, like, Cause I've done enough of it, enough of it that uh, I could say that, you know what? Don't underestimate how many men just want to go out and scream around a fire. Like it's, it's, it's real <laughs> dudes want to say loud words together in front of a fire. It's, 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 it's a, it's very, it's a primal thing, you know, like they want to yeah. get stoked up to go do something, uh, you know? So, uh, you know, I think that's a very powerful thing to connect with, with, with people. And I think that if you give them that kind of experience, then, you know, that's something that they have missing because they're just sitting in an office or a desk somewhere and they don't have any attachment to, you know, this emotional world that, you know, the kind of dream realm or whatever that they, uh, you know, think about their fantasy world. I mean, cause that's what we get. People you know, make that sound like it's a bad thing, but I mean, like, I don't know, like you watch dudes. I know one dude who was telling me like when he, you know, goes to gym on the rowing machine, he thinks he's on, he, you know, he pretends he's on like a <laughs> what, an ancient Greek ship or something like that. Or like it, dudes, that's part of their whole psychological thing. When they get excited about doing a thing, they bring some kind of fantastic element into it. Uh, and that's, that's part of what gets us excited for things, you know, like, uh, that's, that's part of our fantasy world. And it's, you know, it's not, that's not a bad word. You know, it's, it's like, uh, we need to connect with that. That's, that's what makes life exciting. Yeah, you know, like yeah. great music or great, uh, you know, like great, uh, imagery or great, you know, we think about movies. I mean, think about, I mean, I was, you know, if you can create some form of culture that's as cool for men as me wanting to be Luke Skywalker when I'm a kid, yeah, <laughs> you know, like that. Ne- we never really lose that. You know, like that's yeah. always kind of part of us. That thing, and that's that's very powerful. That that thing. So yeah, it's it's good to tap into that. Yeah, I, it's so funny because as you're sitting there talking, I'm like, I challenge any guy to watch Braveheart and not have your blood just like rise up and want right? to be uh, like screaming on the field of battle. Like I'm not going fucking home. Yeah, <laughs> freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right though, and, and I, I challenge a dude to watch 300 and not get amped up to go get jacked in the gym and be like, I just need to go work out right now. Right? It's it's yeah. It's kind of instinctually in there. Like it, you don't even think about it. You're like I just why do I want to do this right now? I'm Watching 300. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's so important though. Like that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that part of us is really, really important. And that's, you know, like I said, when people like just trash that and make it like it's a terrible thing. I mean, that's, that's something beautiful in the world that's dying. You know, that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, that's kind of why I do what I do. Uh, Cause I, I missed that when I was a kid, I was like, Jack London stories are stupid, you know, like, yeah. and then, you know, I go back and read them in Dalton. I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. Uh, you know, like <laughs> it's a whole different thing. 
And, uh, you know, so I, you know, wanted to, you know, I, I saw that in the world and I'm like, I think that's so important for men to connect with that. Yeah. Well, one of the other things I, I love that you do very well, cause it resonates with me. Cause I do this as well is that, um, and I'm not trying to say it to boast myself up that kind of sounded that way, like a dick, but that you do really well is like you challenge the old perceptions and the old, um, like writings and studies of masculinity. And you did it with King, magician, warrior, lover, like you kind of analyzed it quite a bit. And a lot of guys want to lean on that, especially in the coaching space. They just oh, lean sure. on that. And, and I'm like, dude, don't, don't just lean on that. Like question it, question it. And I've done the question too, but you did it very, very well, especially in fire in the dark. You, you freaking like went through it, dissected it in such a eloquent way. I was very impressed at how you kind of took it apart in a way that you're like, hey, there's validity here, but there's oh, sure. also some some holes in here that we can can kind of build on and maybe make better, right? And like challenge. And so, um, what kind of led you to that independence of uh, trying to formulate a good question here? Because I love this and I want to know what was that mindset behind it, where you're like, this is a staple of the men's community, but I, I don't think this is all correct. I mean, I, I think that's just my personality. I mean, uh, I, I'm generally uh, it, it, like, uh, oh, you want me to create a new religion? Well, hold my beer. Uh, like, <laughs> like, that's just who I've always been. Uh, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like kind of when I was a kid, I you know was raised Catholic. And uh, I, you know, you're supposed to, you know, hide behind when you go to confession, you're supposed to hide behind the wall. And, uh, you know, like say what your sins are to the priest. And I was the kid where I was like probably eight years old. And I'm like, pull up a chair and I'm like, so I did this and I don't think it's wrong. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, was, you know I, mean, I was always, I've always been like that. I, like I always kind of questioned authority and, and whatever. So, you know, I, as I said, I mean, all these guys are just guys, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're just guys who came up with an idea and they went with it. They're just like I am. And uh, you know, you know, I'm not right about everything probably. And we're not right for the other per- a certain person, you know, like uh, I always yeah. say different, d- different voices for different ears. You know, they, we all need to hear a message from a certain kind of guy. And the other guy, we don't, he, he might be right, but we don't like his face, you know, like yes. it's, it's something about it, you know, like Stupid it needs ears. to come from a different angle. And, and I, I think with uh, something like a King Warrior Magician Lover, I was coming to it. I originally started out writing Fire and Dark. I was going to write it about just Germanic paganism and write like Odin, Thor, Frey. And, uh, and also, you know, my thing with King Warrior Magician Lover was, you know, it was kind of written by a guy who was a feminist. You know, like, I mean, a pair of guys, but, uh, and, you know, they came from a different time where the, you know, the questions were different and the answers were different. And, and so sure. we, I think, you know, based on the stuff that I wrote in the way of men, I just, you know, I felt like you could look, go back and look at it and be like, you know, this is good. This is good. They're right about this. They're right about this. They're right about this. But like, no, nah, this probably needs, this isn't the message that men need to hear exactly this way right now. Uh, you know, and, all times come for uh, all times uh, demand different messages and, and circumstances. Uh, you know, it's, you know, in the ancient Greek world, they had an entire different circumstance of what, you know, life was and what was going on. Uh, yeah. All their solutions wouldn't work if you just drop them on modern society uh, yeah. in the same way that like, okay, well this, this book from like whatever the nine or the eighties, I think uh, is uh, that's not, really we're at a different place. We have different problems. Yeah. And so like, 
here's some a new way that you can look at it with but still acknowledging that that there are lots of good things in there and most of them are right i mean a king and warrior you know like those are obviously huge archetypes for men right um i just pulled a magician out and put it into another one but based on some <laughs> other guys formulation uh so but i mean when you look at ancient ancient world and paganism things like that uh you know, ancient greeks all that kind of thing you what they're really doing is taking aspects of human nature mm-hmm. and personifying them you know that a lot of those gods are really just personified aspects of human nature i mean you have like in the ancient greeks uh you know virtue was a woman but she really didn't have a whole character it was just like virtue what's a woman and then that it, that's all you had really a virtue there wasn't really much more about it you know like uh they had a, they had really a personification of really every human quality yeah. eventually, you know, and and the same thing happened, you know, the Egyptians, the uh, you know, the Sumerians, the uh, um, you know, the, the Vedic cultures, and, and I mean, if you look at India, I mean, they have uh, it's basically I know a guy who studied uh, Hinduism a lot, and it's like that's just a cluster of religions that is just dense, and uh, so they have so many different personifications of so many different things, so when we're talking about philosophy and we're talking about religion, what we're talking about is like personified human qualities. Mm -hmm. And so it's just what message do we need in what form at what time to really create the right reaction in men. So it's like, I I, I thought the way I formulated it was better for what we need right now. Um, But you know, there's many, many options and it depends what society you're in. Like it might not hit in, you know, Thailand (laughs) because they might be in a different situation. But for what, where American men right are right now, I felt like it was a good answer to some of the questions that we have out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it definitely hits home for where we're at in our current society here in America, and definitely appreciate you putting that together because it's a. I mean, it's deep, bro. You researched for how long to do this? Like it was pretty. <laughs> I mean, two years writing it, but I mean, obviously I was doing, you know, the, the, some of those rituals and some of that study, uh, comes from like, you know, I was doing that for four years, once a month, like I was putting things together and doing events and things like that. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of thought went into it over over a long period of time and seeing things that worked and didn't, you know, the, the way of men I was, I wrote when I was still delivery guy, uh, you know, in Portland, and then, uh, you know, then 10 years of being an author later and doing all these events and doing and meeting all these powerful guys and whatever, obviously I have a little bit you know, more, you know, a little bit deeper perspective on things. Yeah. Yeah. No, really well done, brother. Well, man, as we were wrapping up, I could, I, there's so many things I want to dive into more with you. We'll, we'll have to, if you're, if you're gracious enough, we'd love to have you back on the show, bro. I think there's so many things we can dive into again. But this has been a great conversation, brother. Um, you have so much wisdom, knowledge. I love your objectivity. And I love the fact that you're just really trying to get guys out there to be stronger so we can continue to have this great scaffolding for a society, a strong society. So I love that, brother. Um, let everybody know best way to get a hold of you, where to find you, and anything you got going on right now that potentially they can tap into. We'll, we'll link all this in the show notes as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I mean, my website is jackdashdonovan.com. You can sign up for my mailing list. Um, um, my Instagram is at start the world. And uh, I, I only got on uh, Twitter after Elon Musk bought it. So I'm a little behind. So <laughs> my, my name on there is ph2t3r uh, because, you know, Jack yeah. Donovan was taken. Uh, but uh, so, uh, but, you know, and what I'm working on right now, it's like it for 
guys who really liked fire in the dark. I mean, cause I have, I have a big audience from the way of men, but like for guys who yeah. really connected with fire in the dark, I have a group called the order of fire that I've been, that's kind of my main project right now that I've been working on trying to, you know, it's it, the order of uh, fire in the dark really created the opportunity of like, what can we, if we had these archetypes, how would we build them out? Yeah. And what would we do with it? What kind of culture would we create? Well, that's kind of a lifetime's worth of work. And so that's kind of where I'm focused right now. And uh, the order fire, there's a bunch of guys who are kind of, they, they, they got it. And then, so they're, they're keyed in and they're kind of doing it with me. So I'm excited about that. Awesome, brother. Well, make sure anybody listening, make sure you guys go check Jack out. If you, if you don't know him, get to know him. His books are very, very good. Um, I can say that from actually indoctrinating myself the last few days in them. And I definitely can, can get behind them. Really good stuff, brother. Truly grateful for you, for your time. And before uh, we kick off here, my last question to you is, what does the art of masculinity mean to you? Well, it's an extension of the art of living, right? The, you, you, I, th- I think that life should be art to begin with. Uh, that, that's the way I live my life. I think anyone who knows me knows that that's true. Uh, I think that your life should be a work of art. Your story should be a story that we're, that's worth telling. Uh, you know, in the Nietzschean sense of, uh, you know, amor fati, like, uh, you know, you, would you live your life again? Is it that good? Did you, did, you know, would you want to rehearse history over and over again? Uh, I think that yeah, that should be your aim. So uh, I think just the art of masculinity would be doing that in a, in a masculine frame. And, uh, you know, because I, you're a man and you really can't be anything else. <laughs> so like you have to do it as a man. And then, so that's, that's what my answer would be. Awesome. I love that, brother. Thank you so much for your time. And to everybody listening, as always, remember, drop the ego and stay humble. See y'all next time.